My name is Matt Brown. I want to play on a championship team. Then I want to play in the NBA. And let's start the show. because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, October 21st, 2021. The NBA season has tipped off, and we have the best in all of analysis in the game of basketball to come on the Productive Conversations podcast. We are so, so lucky. And before we get into all that fun, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. And we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So as I said, the NBA season officially began Tuesday specifically. And what can I say? I'm thrilled, I'm excited, after shitty baseball, after horrific football, I can finally enjoy the great game of basketball and hockey as well, but specifically basketball, I am in, my New York Knicks have high expectations, well not high expectations, but exceeding expectations than last year, you know, I have high expectations, I think they're going to do well, and you know, you'll hear my defense of the great New York Knicks throughout this show. But we have the crew back. The band is back together. Alex Ranelio, Fresh Faces, New Ideas host David Bach is coming back. Word for Word host Dolo Ren is coming back. And like I said, the Productive Conversations NBA crew is here for another season. And we're going to enjoy every damn minute of it. We're going to have NBA shows once a month like our NFL shows. And then we will cover the playoffs by each round like we did last year. And let us begin, whether it's the crazy shit going on with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. And by the way, we recorded the show before the Simmons suspension after getting kicked out of practice on Tuesday. But we do have a lot of strong words for him, Kyrie Irving. We talk about teams that will disappoint, teams that will excite us, teams that will surprise us. And we just get into this show having fun. We're just so thankful that the NBA is back for a full season, their first true full season. 82 games starts this week. And let's just start the journey together as this NBA season unfolds. David Bach, Alex Ranelio, Dolo Red, it is your turn once again. Let's cover the NBA. Let's begin this. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. 
comes back together. It is midfall. It's been a hell of a year for this whole world in the sports world. But starting this week, the National Basketball Association begins their season, season number 75. And we are here, the basketball crew for the Productive Conversations podcast to cover the entire season starting this week on this Thursday show. And like I said, the band is back together for season two by popular demand. And we're so happy to have each and every single one of them. First, Alex Ranelio. Welcome back to the show, back from California, or I should say the whole West Coast. What's up, yeah. Alex? What's going on, boys? Happy to be back. Loving talking to the Lakers, my guy. Definitely. We have word for word hosts who just made his return to the podcast. It's Fear Dolo Ren. It's great to see you. What's going on, fellas? Glad to be here, as always. Yes, sir. Love it. And the voice of the voiceless, a rising star, also in the podcast at Twitch, Twitter, any way you could get broadcasting to the masses. This man is showing us the way. Host of Fresh Faces, New Ideas, David Bach. It's great to see you, too. It's good to be back, man. You know, it's good to see you for some basketball thing because you missed the draft on Saturday. So, <laughs> yes, I have uh, I have the uh, ESPF Fantasy Gods um, leading my team to where it's supposed to be. So um, I will sort that out through the season. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> All so right. Almost awesome. everybody missed it, including the guy who asked me to set it at that time because he was working. <laughs> oh, well, again, who it's all about making comebacks, right? And as it's a right, fan I'm gonna of, win again. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna <laughs> challenge you, Bob. As the fantasy season starts, the NBA season starts. And like I said, before we get into all the craziness before tip off took place this Tuesday, why don't we talk and first start about and first start with how this season's going to look from the start because we had a off season, a finally our full regular off season in two seat in what, two years, a nice summer of acquisitions, some shocks, some questionable moves and all in between. But anyways, off season moves, whether it's Lonzo go to Chicago, Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers, uh, Kemba Walker going to the Knicks. There was definitely a lot of moves taking place this summer. So I'm going to open up the floor with that. What do you guys think were the biggest, most impactful moves this summer to anticipate uh, going into this huge, hugely anticipated NBA season? So I'll throw it to the floor. Off-season acquisitions, what do you all think? Wait, we're talking about the biggest, most impactful move or the biggest acquisition? Because those are two separate things. We're going to start with the biggest acquisitions. We'll start with the whether it's signing free oh, agents or trade. I mean, the Bulls, the Bulls have the most impactful uh, acquisition. I mean, look, they have potentially the second best defensive backcourt now. Um, All in on one which, summer, huh? Well, yeah, well, it's good because they only have three positive defenders on the whole roster, so... I don't know how they're going to guard anybody else until Patrick uh, Patrick Williams gets back. They're going to have to pray they can outscore everybody. Look, I don't understand the Demar trade, um, mostly because I, I don't understand what the, what the Spurs got out of it. Although I have to say, I have warmed up a lot to Josh Primo. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was very down on the pick. Um, I was watching summer league. I watched like all the Rockets summer leagues. Holy shit, that team is going to be good in a couple of years. They they had a fantastic draft. They got some nice young guys on that team. Um, but yeah, no, they, the the Bulls were the team with them with the most. They they went all in. 
Sure. They got, uh, you know, they got some pieces that are going to, I think Lonzo's going to have a good year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I don't know if they're, you know, they're not title contenders, but you know, they definitely took a, st- a step in the right direction. Yes. They were an exciting team who made a big push to the end coming into last year fallen just short of the play in. So you expect with these big moves that they could at least get to the other side. But yeah, there's, I don't like in terms of teams that like old truly got better, the the Sixers and Nets got worse. Mm -hmm. The Knicks, I imagine are going to be around the same. The Bucks are more or less the same. Miami will be better. Boston's probably going to be about the same. I think they're like the only team that's realistically gotten significantly better. At least in the East. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Alex, how do you feel about some of the off uh, the off season moves? Yeah. No. I mean, I kind of echo what Box said. It's like I think um, there's a lot of room to improve with um, with the Knicks. I think like you know, it, it it really just comes down to health with with Kemba. I mean, that's always the, that's always the issue. They got the they have the underlying structure in place with Thibodeau and that defense. Um, so I think they have the most upside with the acquisition. Um, I think a lot of teams have relatively stayed the same. I think what's going to change this season is the offseason health for the playoff contenders that kind of folded when health became an issue in the playoffs. So I'm looking forward to seeing guys come back healthy. Yes. All last summer we were talking about how the injury bug essentially dictated what took place in the playoffs. And of course, it'll be debated for a long time. Did the Bucks truly win that finals or deserve it despite all the injuries on both the east and west side so yeah now we have that uh a full we have that change now you were saying and something uh interesting to see too that we haven't really seen played out before um i want to see how the raptors bounce back playing at home again um assuming that they're going to be back in toronto because it's so hard to play 82 road games so (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine dola how do you feel about the offseason moves honestly i think um as y'all know, as I've said before on the show, I am a Westbrook fan. I love his play style. I love the grit. I love, you know, almost everything about him. But I for sure did not want him to go to Lakers. Not because I don't like Westbrook. It's just I felt like the Lakers were much better off getting someone, you know, a shooter like, you know, Buddy Heald, who I'm also a big fan of. Um, I think they they definitely fumbled a bag on that one. Um but Carmelo, Carmelo, I feel like will have a good season. I, I'm, I don't, you know, I just feel like that's a good place for him to be, um, especially at this time of his career. Um, as far as um everything that happened off season, I, I swear, I feel like the whole Ben Simmons thing like took over. Like for me, from from everything I was seeing in the news, like it's it seemed like everybody was talking about the Ben Simmons thing, and you know the Sixers. <laughs> um, it's just been, I swear, that's been. All in the all in the news from what I've seen, but uh, as far as like the best acquisitions, I, I mean, the Bulls got a squad right now. I'm not gonna lie, like I I kind of I don't want to echo everything that was said before, but the Bulls got something going on right now. I can I can see them going pretty far. Um, all right, yeah. All right. Um, I would say yeah. I'd say the Bulls. I'd say the Bulls got something going on good this year. Cool. But, but I feel like the Knicks are gonna be a good team with Kemba. I feel like, you know, I feel like they lose. That's not even the most impactful signing. They just had an impactful signing like two days ago. They got Brandon Knight and they got (laughs) Lucas Savage. 
beside Lucas Savage. There's like six people in the NBA who know who Lucas Savage is. I definitely don't. <laughs> he was the Spurs 20, uh, 2019 first round pick. And we waved him because he, um, there was a, a preseason play where the ball either got stripped or knocked out by him. And he like gave up running down the block like halfway oh. through. And, and every Spurs guy was like, he's done. He's out. And they waved it like the next day. Wow. <laughs> he, well, he, he was bad. G League star, I guess. Now, I know it wasn't. I wouldn't know it wasn't an acquisition, but you just talk about re-signings and everything. I think um, the John Collins deal for Atlanta was huge, getting that contract passed. Yes. And I think that um, locking up uh, for another year, Nate McMillan, was a huge deal for Atlanta. I think they're going to be at the top of the top of the game in the East, too. Yeah. yeah they, got, it, they, got, they just locked up Herter as well. They got it, Herter, too. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Good transition so I, there. Oh, you were saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just furthermore, I think it's, it's it hasn't been just as much about um, – the signings and the new acquisitions, but just the retaining guys, I think on the roster has been huge this off season. Yeah. As a whole and transitioning and staying on that topic for the, whether re-signings or people who didn't move. And then we'll obviously talk about the two biggest names after this, but as you mentioned with the, uh, and especially on the time we're recording this with rookie contract extensions. I mean, first, these contracts are insane. I didn't know, um, you know, some of these players are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Like the Grizzlies re-signed today. Um, so it can help me out. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson. Yes. For 104 over five, or is it four? According 104 this, over five. Yep. Oh, four. Yeah, yeah but look, look. The dude is <laughs> like. a lot of money. He's he, basically he's like the perfect power forward crunch time center as long as you're not playing against like an Embiid type because he was like their best shooter two years ago. As lo- I, I think the the only thing to look into for that contract is um, what the the injury incentives are. I think they were going to build it similar to how the Embiid contract was, where he has to hit certain health milestones to get all of it mm-hmm. uh, because he's he's been like an injury because the he's look the kid is twenty two. I think he's twenty two. He's in that age range, but he's like been an injury risk the last couple of years. Like, uh, so as long as he stays healthy, they have a good chance. Like they, they've had something interesting going on in Memphis. Um, yeah. Playing team and, uh, did win a playing game. So who knows where they can expand from there as John Morant gets older. Yeah. They're yeah. just, you know, they're like a wing away, a wing. That's not Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but don't hate on Dylan Brooks. I like him. No, he's, he's good, but like, he's, you know, He's he's gonna like start shit. He he's, he's too small. Limited. He's like, limited and he's undersized. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's similar to um, who who's undersized? Uh, the the Jazz issue. The Jazz guards are too small and they don't have a wing defender, which actually is why I think what they're gonna make one of the surprise moves. But we'll talk about that later. Indeed, indeed. So also just hitting on the Lakers as we were talking, Alex, you were just there. You saw a preseason game against the Warriors, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Now. Oh, that's awesome. Any any time we talk NBA, you just have to feature LeBron. And even if we like to make fun of the Bleacher Reports and ESPNs, which are essentially LeBronJames.com. But it is worth noting that they, whether it's the uh, most impactful uh, recitings, quote unquote, they're definitely very interesting as we see the big return of these vets and a very old, quote unquote, old team. The average age is literally 37 for the late. They just resigned Avery Bradley, too. Yeah, added to that. So with your Mello and Russ, Anthony Davis, 
And LeBron, again, if this was just 2013, 2012, you guys would be Hall of Fame status. But anyways, <laughs> it's still worth um, noting that this is happening as the, LeBron, even though there are times he doesn't seem like he's slowing down, he is getting older. And um, do we think that this makes any difference to get closer, get that fifth rig in six, maybe past Jordan. Can he do what Tom, I reckon it's a completely different sport. A Tom Brady just getting better with age and still competing. Can LeBron at this point of his career in the NBA, again, a uh, much different game, but with these acquisitions, can he lead the Lakers to, you know, farther than they were the, in the play in last year? We'll start with yeah, that, well, Alex. Yeah. So that's a good question. I mean, you know, it is apples to oranges comparing a quarterback to, you know, an NBA player as they age. But, you know, sitting in the, in the pocket is a little different. But, <laughs> um, it, yeah, especially when you're not getting touched either. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel I look at this roster and, like, you always make the joke about, like, you know, they hand out AARP cards at the door when you come into the Staples Center. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of these guys in the roster, you look down, you know, one through 15, like, they all have something to prove, um, whether they've won a championship or not. Like, you know, um, you know, bringing back Dwight and Rondo, guys that were on that magical run in the bubble, um, you're going to get some of that, you know, veteran leadership, I think, deep into the playoffs when things kind of get, you know, things kind of palms get sweaty. So um, I like a lot of the the guys um, with their resume of the past coming back. And I think that Mello and being and Westbrook are going to kind of find a way throughout the 82 games to set their ego aside slowly. It's going to be interesting. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because now you got LeBron shifting down to the four and to the five. Um, is he going to be sharing, you know, reps at the point with Russ, you know, who knows? And Russ has to keep his, um, he's got to keep his turnovers in check. So that's going to be a huge issue. I do like, um, I do like the new kid. I will say like watching it up close in, in Staples. I do like that kid. Austin Reeves that they drafted at Oklahoma. He really impressed me with his hustle plays and shooting. And he really seemed to be composed on the floor. So I think that's definitely a nice bright spot um, for one of the few young guys on our roster. So how long is uh, Taylor Horton out? THT. I haven't, I haven't, Check the update on the the injury um, as of late, but um, I think it's like another month. I mean, look, look, the the Westbrook acquisition is like the perfect like bridge for him because the issue is LeBron's broken down two of the last three years. Um, Anthony David is essentially made out of paper mache, um, <laughs> and having having Westbrook carry your team for like thirty games a season is is a uh, um, is a big is a big. Uh, boost for them uh you know they have some of the older guys but they you know they they got kendrick they got malik monk for like table scraps and uh-huh. yeah, you know, kendrick, right. kendrick Dunn is is possible <laughs> like the whole point is just get lebron and ad healthy and you'll figure the rest out in the playoffs you you, you know you have some guys um avery rally will help a little bit especially with trevor reese out the the wing defensive issues like they're gonna have some problems if they're gonna go up against like uh, KD or Giannis in the in the finals, but there's no like like true wing that they have to worry about in the uh, in the West. Like Kawhi's out, and then Michael Porter Jr. But I mean, like who is the, the who is the the big scary wing? Like I don't. Paul George is not carrying the team to a uh, title. He's literally never done that. And I, I Luke is a guard. There, there's no like wing guy that you have to worry. It's like. Bogdanovich, is he the third best wing guy in the the, the West right now? <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. like it. If and it's but, uh, underrated, uh, asset. But but you, but you know, Bach too. Like now nowadays, you can switch everything. So I'm not really right. worried about wing defenders. You know, tip for tap. 
Right, but that's usually where the, the Danby is going. Is you have to have like this jumbo sized wing who can do everything. Right. And there's yeah. and I, I guess the 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 uh the wild card is is a Ben Simmons trade to somewhere unlikely or for the Warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think the Warriors unless they trade. But I'm Warriors. saying like that would the that Warriors would are a wild card yeah. structure. That would definitely change the power structure because there was not they were knocking on the door last year minus the injuries. Yeah. But the the big question is, you know, what are they getting out of clay? And what are these like what are they getting from their young guys? Um I you know, what are we gonna see from Wiseman? Is it gonna be that much better? Uh, yeah. Is Kamingo ready for anything? Yeah. How much you're relying on fucking Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andre yeah. Dugadal is like 40. Like this. <laughs> I can't of, believe he's back, dude. Huh? I can't believe he's back on the roster. He's always going back. Like, what is Steph gonna do in another opportunity like this? He does have his boy back in clay. They made it to the play. Clay back yet. Jordan Poole has to go off for a month. Okay, yes. <laughs> That's, That's there's right. a reason I just grabbed him. <laughs> He's looking nice. <laughs> that is going to be an exciting day. And um, just briefly, is there any other before we move on to the big names from this offseason? Is there any other draft picks you're especially looking forward to seeing? Like for me, I want to see if Kate Cunningham can create a culture for Detroit. Reckon this was a unique year, COVID, another COVID year, another COVID draft. I feel like in my whole life. He's one of the most uninspired first round pick of uh, uh, first overall picks ever. There's just not a lot of buzz mm. with him. Reckon again, not a lot of people got into college basketball like they used to. Also played for weird. a terrible team. Yeah, in Oklahoma State, <laughs> they were so, overshadowed by way. Like he was, he was not the like he was pres- the presumption one because he's basically like Ben Simmons, but who's willing to shoot is essentially what it is. <laughs> And that's like not super exciting, especially when you think about the number one picks the last couple of years. You had your uh, your Zion's and mm-hmm. your um, you know you had and your Lucas and your exciting players over the last couple of years. Um, look, the Houston. The answer is Houston. Their young guys are like insane watching them. Uh, Jalen Green is a bucket. Uh, Josh Christopher is something. I don't know what he is, uh, but he's going to do something. They got they got Kenny Martin Jr., uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I still don't, we don't know if he's any good. I mean he. They don't, we don't know what they're doing with John Wall. And, and Alfred Sengrin is, like, actually solid. Like, he he's, like, a, a modern-day, a, a more involved Ennis Cantor. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're, they're the most exciting young team. And then Jalen Suggs, whatever. He, I think they, the issue with Cade is going to be he's he's not a good athlete. Like, in the way that we yeah. think of NBA athletes, he's he's more of a cerebral player than he is, like, an athlete. He's going to be between the years. Yeah. Yep. And it, so it's going to see how he works with uh, with Killian Hayes. He, like, he's going to fill the stat sheets, but they're probably not going to win much. And then the other guy is is uh, Jalen Suggs. Like, yep. they, what it, like, Orlando had a really good draft. They got Suggs and they got uh, they got uh, the Wagner. So they, they got some interesting pieces. I don't know what they're doing with them. They have, like, 19 big men and, like, 17 point guards. But, you know, our RJ Hampton grew two inches, so he'll play small forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're def- you definitely have the bragging rights, Bach, when the Rockets are alive again. James Harden, maybe those deals looks like that is going to pay off because they just keep they're just going to keep getting the Nets draft for the rest of the decade. And we're going to be paying attention to the Rockets, especially. So 
transitioning to that, let's talk about the two big names that took place that made headlines all summer long and still making headlines as the NBA season starts. And obviously that's Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. We're going to start with Ben Simmons on this one. So last time we talked, guys, we were talking about after Ben Simmons really embarrassed himself in the playoffs, you know, driving up the lane and then passing it, um, just not looking like a confident player whatsoever, and was at some one point thought he was literally run out of Philly. But it was reported now a week ago that he did return to trading camp. Now, whether that's because they couldn't make a deal or not, or Ben Simmons had a change of heart like they want you to think, again, that's what this debate is for. So Ben Simmons, as of this moment, is a sixer, but we're going to see if he moves at some point um, as the season begins. I'm going to start with Dolo on this one. What do you think of Ben Simmons and the whole soap opera that has taken place up until this point? And do you think he's going? Well, I think that the locker room is probably a little awkward, honestly. After all yeah, that, right? After all that back and forth, I'm not sure how that how that locker room vibe is. Um, Joel needs words too. <laughs> his uh, yeah, his what, what do they used to call those things? Subtweeting about him. Yeah, it's like all this all this stuff was going on. All these things are being said. You know, Ben Simmons felt like he was sacrificing a lot in his role in the Sixers. But in reality, Joel, Joel Embiid was sacrificing a lot. Um, now, you know, there's a contrast in thinking right there um, with the two biggest players on the team. It, where Where's Kyle Lowry, by the way? Miami. Miami. Okay. I don't know why I thought he got. They had a good offseason. I just don't think they're, they're good enough to beat the, the, like, I think if they'd gotten Kyle Lowry last year, they would have a better shot. Um, but, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to do the thing to Milwaukee again that they did a couple of years ago, even with Kyle <laughs> Lowry. Like you like, well, when we get to the, the, the conference, round, let's talk about that more. But uh, I don't know if you're done, Dola. I mean, I didn't really have much else to, to add there. I just I do feel like uh, they might end up moving him eventually. Um, it, it happens all the time. Like, you know, that for a minute, I thought they, I thought the Pelicans were never going to get rid of AD. They, I thought they were never going to let go of him. But, you know. Eventually, he found his way out. Um, yeah, I feel like Ben Simmons is going to find a way out, and I think it's going to happen um, before the trade deadline. I, I just don't know where. I, I've heard – I was hearing about teams – I heard teams were interested. I just, you know, not really sure. I, I definitely don't think Ben Simmons wants to be there. Um, just, just, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's – I think he's going to find a way out, and I think the Sixers are going to um, – I don't think they – particularly want him to stick around. I don't know. It's it's just it's all kind of jumbled to me. Um but I do feel like Ben Simmons is gonna get up out of there. That's all I really had to add to that. All right. What do what do you do the rest of you guys think? Look, he came back because he lost a million dollars. He lost a million dollars skipping out on stuff. That's why he came back. So apparently he might be playing sometime this week according to Doc. Originally he wasn't in game shape today. I think he said that he might play. Uh they probably trade him by like December ish. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the real thing with him is there's four years left on his contract. Uh, That's a lot the guaranteed on, the too. turn on him is going to be like, you're not getting, they're not going to trade Damian Lillard straight up for him. Unless Damian directly asked for out, they're not going to do it. You're not getting Bradley Beal straight for, straight up for him. Yeah, you, maybe you're talking CJ McCollum, but that's what, you know, if, if Portland starts, you know, being a little iffy, um, 
And and look, the return we're going to see on this is not going to be hard nest. It's going to be more matching money, and they than anything else because the the there's so much time left on his contract that the team will have him for a couple of years. Um, I I think look, I don't think he's going to stay with the team. Um, I certainly think he's a good player. Um, I still you know if they, if San Antonio traded for him, depending on what they give up, you know Derek White, Lonnie, and you know couple, uh, one or two picks for him, I would be okay with that. Um, it, I, I think realistically he might be a King. I think, uh, if the Kings start, you know, struggling a little bit, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're saying, okay, maybe we, you know, move Aaron, the Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes and, really? you know, yes, we'll throw in, give us a second round pick so we can throw Mars, uh, Marvin Bagley as a, a tax on, um, and then uh, we'll take Ben Simmons. I think I think that's probably the most. It's it's them are like the Timberwolves, but I actually think the Timberwolves might be good. Um, so maybe in five years. No, nah, I think they could be good mm-hmm. this year. I have a lot riding on Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be good. And it, I mean, it, it, assuming that Towns for the first time in two years stays healthy, they'll be fine. <laughs> really, with their new ownership group, that could be exciting. And there's always rumors about them moving. Give them a reason to stay, right? So. <laughs> Alex, do you also have anything with Ben Simmons? Do you uh, think this saga will continue or he'll finally get traded, revitalize a team that could use him? What do you say, Alex? Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I have so much I'd, I'd like to say that I'll leave for off camera, but uh, about Ben Simmons <laughs> and Kyrie for, for later in the conversation. Yeah, but, Kyrie's um, a dicey one. That's a dicey topic. Dude, I've talked about Kyrie way too much for a political show. <laughs> it's so bad. Let's just put it that way. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, that, that's when that's when you know the world's going upside down. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, but but Ben Simmons, man, I just there's just something about these crop of players that they just don't have the spine and backbone and fortitude. It's almost like it's almost just like they've been so catered to their entire upbringing through AAU basketball and yeah, right. it's the entire process that they feel they have entitlements and they don't have they don't have. Um, you know, due diligence and professionalism that comes with that. You know, the whole thing just blows my mind. I, every day I, I hear about the contract situation. It's like you have four years on your deal and they're catering to a 25 year old who can't shoot and has had five years to correct it. So it's just, it blows my mind. And so for me, I mean, there's only a couple, there's only a couple teams in the mix that can really make a play at him. But again, those teams, Portland, Washington, Golden State, time is on their side. They can play, they can play cat and mouse with Philadelphia as long as this thing continues to go public. So I I just I don't see it getting any better. And to the box point, I think it's not going to resolve itself probably till Thanksgiving, Christmas time at least. I mean, he brings up a good point too, though. Like Ben Simmons has been catered to for a player who LeBron a couple years ago said, Hey, you're gonna be me if you keep working. Like this is the same player who hasn't improved at all. Like, at all. He, like that's insane. Yeah. Like in, in this era of like how hyper where we are in things, like how do you exist like that? Like, especially with the, the pedigree and stuff you have. Like if you look, uh, his draft was uh, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's gotten much better. He's probably going to get oh, yeah. way better too. Um, the dude still weighs like the four wet paper towels tied together, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, like, how you like it's it's some point you kind of want violation. <laughs> he, I think, really the I, I I know you you described it as a whole generation, but it's really him. Like I can't think of another <laughs> player who's 
who's had this much potential and it just like it's like no nah, I'm like purposely not going to do the one thing like he's objectively going out of his way to be bad at the one thing that he's bad at like Giannis is not a good shooter right but Giannis is like a historically good finisher and he does a whole bunch of other stuff and like he's he actively tried to work on this game like Ben Simmons is thinks he's Giannis but hasn't put it in any of the work exactly Giannis is shooting pretty good the other night though I think well, he's I think been working he's, uh, on it over years, you know, like he got embarrassed in the playoffs a couple of years in a row and he learned from it, you know, and, and that's the benefit of, of being, you know, um, an international player having, you know, kind of a low profile and staying and staying in a, in a, in a, in a second clear, tier market like Milwaukee, you know, well, well, but that's the thing though, it's, it's Philadelphia is a tougher market. And I, I know that we make it more about a Ben Simmons issue opposed to like a generation of players issue, but you know, I'm not, I'm not bundling him. In, I'm not bundling in James Harden with with that group. But James Harden did the same thing, forcing his way out. And Kyrie's done it in two cities now. I mean, it's just ridiculous. At a certain point, they, these players need to understand that there, there's a professionalism that comes with this game, and there's gonna be there's gonna be ups and downs um, with your contract and your roster and the situation around you. But the only way out is is through. Well, I think that's part of the thing with the, the Simmons contract is the fact that he could not get his way with four years left on his his deal, I think is a, is a good pushback against it. Because normally it's like guys are like, oh, one or two years left. All right, I want out because I'm not coming back in. Now, four years, if you're getting guys signing like max contracts right that day and then like 10 minutes, like three weeks later, they're like, I want out. I think Simmons is a special case, but I think he's a good barometer for like where the young guys. The real barometer is going to be Zion next year when he says he wants out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, because they haven't got – they've had, what, three coaches in four years now? With three, him? Yeah, or they've had a different coach every Three year. and three, I think. Yeah, exactly. And, and the other thing – but to be fair to Zion, to be fair to the Pelicans, if you want to talk about a player who does not care, my man – you just look at my man's uh, media day pictures. <laughs> the, the, between, like, when Boy, he came into it – Yeah, he, he's, he's doing the – he should get off the truck diet. Like, well, he he has lost like twenty pounds. Most people have said since since last year. Okay, but I know but how much I know you gained first. <laughs> yeah, but how, but how much how much has he improved in his first year already? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, look, I'm not arguing that, but like, right. That's just being healthy is being a skill, and he's not healthy. No, I understand. Yes, yep. eat your fruits and vegetables. I mean, it's mean, very possible he ends up with like a Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid didn't play his first basically three seasons. He played 33 games like his first three seasons, and then he's been relatively healthy. It's possible That's Zion can do something yeah. similar. But I, I think, but I think too, like we talk about the entitlement with with Ben Simmons, and I think Zion's far more made up of the right material too. I mean, I know like Coach K is, has saying his praises, like even just the one year he was there. Um, I think he's definitely made of the of the right stuff. Yeah. And speaking of entitlement, why don't we keep that train going and talk about another <laughs> player, arguably even more entitled. That's obviously Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, where do we start? Where we go left last. off this summer, we uh, we talked about, you know, what's the Nets going to do now? Coming so close. Net, uh, KD's shoe will be the big difference maker. And now after a summer of COVID protocols and such Kyrie Irving deciding not to be vaccinated at this point, And the nets have decided not to let him play or practice in any capacity. Uh, among much speculation on why he's doing this, you know, that's what we're going to talk about. 
But the last time we heard from Kyrie was again last week on Instagram Live. You know, woe is me, that, that. If you want to agree with his points, fine. I would love to have you on the show to somehow make sense of it. But um, it's just a whole mess. Clearly, Kyrie doesn't seem to be that affected or emotional by it. And at the moment, the Nets are going to be led by just James Harden and Kevin Durant. So at this moment, as Kyrie will loot, will not be allowed to play whatsoever. He's going to get paid for the road games. But every home game he miss, think what? $392,000 a game. In total. Yeah, $17 million in total till you get a range. And um, that's where we left it, that Kyrie's like, I don't care either. And, um, you know, we're just going to see how this all unfolds. Let me ask, guys, one first question. Is Kyrie, do you think Kyrie will get vaccinated at any point, or do we really, are we really about to see him truly ride this thing out? We'll see where mandates change in, you know, the next nine months the season takes place. But do we expect to see Kyrie at all on the floor in any capacity? I'm going to go last because I have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know who wants to start here. <laughs> I mean, I could, I, I, can, I could jump right in if you guys want. Yeah, um, have it all. yeah so, I mean, for me, like, I, I, I don't think very highly of Kyrie. Like, I think he's very flippant. I think he goes with the wind um, when a lot of these issues come up in the news, you know, to stay relevant and whatnot. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just – basketball, we know what he is. He's a phenomenal talent, one of the best finishers at the rim, so on and so forth. Like, we got all that. I'm good with that. But I don't think he's ever really had the leadership um, thing down, and that's always been a huge criticism with him. He's like oh, I said, yeah. he's a fair, he's a fair weather guy. So I think that a lot of him trying to stay in the spotlight has been doing antics like this. And I don't know how dug in he is until they start taking his paychecks away. So I kind of had the same outlook on Aaron Rodgers in the offseason with him holding out and this and that and pulling all these stunts over in California. Like it, you want to talk big until they start taking your money and then you show up. So I think until they really start punishing him, you know, in his, in his pocket, I think that um, we're going to keep seeing this and then we may see a different tune from him on the stance and the vaccine and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And hopefully kids don't get inspired by him with all this antics, as you said, and, I mean, Kyrie's not a leader. He can't lead a team. As you mentioned, he run out of Boston. And, you know, in a fight or flight mode, when shit hit the fan, he ran out of himself out of town to go to another team and team up with Kevin Durant. And again, there is that crazy minority of people who love whatever he do, and he could do no wrong, even in these most ridiculous circumstances. But like you said, Kyrie is definitely a Hall of Fame talent, but I don't see him, you know, getting any respect on a mainstream level and looked at fondly. And I think he burned that bridge, especially from doing this. Dolo, I know you have some words on Kyrie. Let it out. Well, I'll start off by saying this. Um, Today I was thinking about Kyrie. You know, I know it's going to, Pop up on the on the great productive conversations podcast today. <laughs> I know I had a few things running in my mind. Um, <laughs> Kyrie. Now the thing is, it's like I just I don't even know where where what side of the coin I land on with this. It's just it's a tough thing. It's tough without making it political, and I don't really like getting political. I do have political um, opinions. I just don't really voice them because I don't want to be that guy. 
Um, you know, I lead it, you know, you know, I know Dave, I know Dave got that market on, <laughs> on lock right now. He's the future of that, you know, uh, by the way, I'm going to hop on Twitch soon, man. Uh, you know, I might join, you know, you know, I'm at to join, join you on that Dave. you know, probably, well, I mean, you know, if you're great on it, discord, I could talk to you on the, through a discord if you wanted to do that. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like uh, either way, that's, I'll drop that's the discord in the chat as well. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. But, and um, we will include it on our episode description page as well. Hey, oh, good awesome. plug. That's great. But um, yeah, I was thinking like um, there's just so many things I'm thinking of. Well, first off, this is a guy that literally thought that the the Earth was flat when yes, it was. Did. Quote, on Jimmy Kimmel to say that. Yeah, like no. When hey, it was, but hey, you know, hey, he went to Duke. He's smart. Yo, but quote, it was quote unquote popular. Um, to think this around flat that time because you notice you notice nobody talks about any flat earth stuff nowadays you know it's not the popular topic you know and that's something that Alex brought up that I also thought of when I was thinking of this you know Kyrie kind of took that back he took back the flat earth thing you know <laughs> he was more I forgot what he said but he definitely took it back I wish I had the quote on me but um, he definitely took that back Um this is a guy that, you know, he might honestly be just going with the win on this one. But but I will say this. Now, this is where it gets dicey because, like, you know, you know, I'm I'm not a guy that's like, you know, shout out to bars, you know, shout out to Cecil. He knows he knows a lot of my past and he knows a lot of places I've been, you know, places I've been through um, things I've been through. But, um, I, I you know, I'm not in the streets anymore. You know, I don't I don't spend a lot of time in urban communities like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I will say this, you know, keeping my ear to the street and all that, I will tell you a lot right now, a lot of people in the hood do not rock with the vaccine mandates. There's, there's a lot of, I'll tell you that right now, but, um, but, uh, but to be honest, I don't know if Kyrie's kind of trying to appeal. It seems like he's trying to appeal to that. Like, y'all, I just, you know, I like, you know, He's kind of trying to stand behind, you know, those people, you know, those certain people that that aren't, you know, with the vaccine mandates and stuff. But but I, another thing, but another layer to this is that this man Kyrie has so much. He he's already an NBA champion, you know. He he already has a lot of money, but you know, this it just. But there's just so much more money that he could be potentially, you know, leaving on the table. And for me personally, I speak for myself personally. I love my family. I absolutely adore my family. I would do anything for them. If I could, if I could provide for them for however many more decades that I could, I think I would damn near listen, man. I would, if it was to feed my family, I feel like I would, I'd feel like I'd do whatever, you know, let alone a vaccine, you know, um, and you know, so I personally feel I think that kind of, I think that factor makes it different when you add the money in. Like um, for me personally, that's how I see it. And it's it's, it's but I, but I also think it's just so many damn layers to this. Yeah. It's like player freedom, right? Every when when these players were going everywhere they wanted, you know, doing whatever the hell they wanted. That wasn't really great for the league. This is still not really that good for the league. You know, it turns a lot of people off to to watching watching games and stuff, be watching the NBA. It's, I think that's from what I understand. A lot of people 
watch college ball more so because, you know, there's not players moving to a new team, you know, every, every season and, you know, things like that. Um, I just, I just feel like now when it comes to Kyrie and, you know, what he feels, um, whether you agree with it or not, you know, player freedom has been a big topic in the past few years. And it just seems like now all of a sudden player freedom is not, you know, it's not like his freedom to choose is not really there. And it seems like that's kind of not being talked about anymore. Um, but but then the offset to that is that, well, it's mandated, you know, you're, you're playing in a city where it's mandated, you know, you know, this team needs you. They built this together so that we could see some type of championships, see, see some type of success. And, you know, I can't, I can't even fathom what J- what's going through Kevin Durant and James Harden's head with all this. Yeah. The only quote that I saw was Kevin Durant said, well, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I think those were the, his literal words. So, well, wow. cause they talked to, they talked to Katie and Harden right before they did this. Yeah. So they, they hate his, I think that, I think it's more likely that we see Kyrie miss the season than we see him coming back, especially with him understanding that he spoke that, that Katie and Harden were like, look, we can't have this. So yeah, right. Like let's, there's a lot to break down here. First, um, a lot of what I talk about is the vaccines and, and the mandates and stuff. I literally just had a conversation with somebody about this today. I will have a conversation with anybody. I will help walk people through who have questions about the vaccine and stuff. I will help walk them through their hesitancy or their issues with the mandates. I will do that without a problem. That's literally part of my show. Now there's two separate types of players who are unvaccinated because Kyrie's not the only one. Uh, Wiggins was in the same situation. And then there's people like Michael Porter Jr. Bradley Beal. That's the reason why I didn't draft Porter Jr. Because Porter Jr. is not vaccinated. Bradley Beal is not vaccinated. However, it is a different concept when it affects somebody like Andrew Wiggins or Kyrie Irving. The best way to explain this to you is you have a you have a worker who at best will show up half of the time to work due to something that they can change through no issues of their own. It is free and easy to access, especially being wealthy. He has no problem getting it. That is the business decision to do this. Now, the problem with Kyrie's stance to this is he's wrong on like every level. And he's being used by some of the worst people who are pushing the most pro-COVID conspiracy stuff. We have people like Candace Owens arguing that the NBA is fascist and that they should be uh, handling that they should be uh, Katie and, and James Harden should be standing up for for Kyrie. This is not how this works. The problem with look, Kyrie has done some good things. He he did some political stuff, showing up for some places. He's helped. Uh, he's donated a lot of money to charity. He I think he funded the WNBA for a season. Um, yeah, he did. He, yes, like off the record doing that stuff too. Like on this, he's just wrong. The even as a team, you're doing the wrong thing for your team, right? Doing this, his statement about this is, I'm mad at people who are losing their jobs, so instead I'm going to lose my job as well. Let's be clear about this. For, and I and I, I apologize for this being political a little bit. There, the, the current OSHA mandate from the president gives you an opt-out clause. The opt-out clause is you have to get tested weekly. You can choose not to get vaccinated as long as you get tested. Now, I understand that the, the, some of the tests are expensive. They are working on producing them. Uh, and getting them into CVSs is faster. This is obviously a false countries. Uh, just system mm-hmm. is, is another one of our failures for this is we don't have rapid testing rarely available. Now, 
for the groups of people who are losing their money. This is a decision that you are making. And if you are a frontline worker, whether you are a police officer or a nurse, my personal opinion, especially if you are a nurse or in the healthcare position, if you are not vaccinated, you should be fired immediately. Um, and as for the police, you cannot say back the blue and be against the mandates because the number one killer of police in the last two years has been COVID. We would not allow this for any single other event to kill them at the, this level. So Kyrie, what Kyrie is doing, I understand, you know, intellectually what his, his argument is. It, it, it's a it's a raw, it's a bad argument. This 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 anti freedom uh, this this anti freedom argument against the mandates is both ahistorically accurate. And it is inaccurate way for us to deal with what is currently happening. Kyrie appears to be smart enough that he should know this. I think the reason we are not going to see him has more to do with the fact that he's probably going to feel betrayed because of uh, Katie and Harden telling the team it's okay for you to suspend him. And I think they're going to regret him uh, regret him signing that that contract extension over getting Harden's contract extension done. Because I think if they had to lose Kyrie potentially forever after this. I think that's a bigger loss than having to deal with this for however many years this is going to go. I think, look, he made the, he's making the wrong decision. And I, and I, I say this, please, and I apologize again for being political. Hey, Any American who is not anyone. 11 or does not directly talk to their doctor and their doctor tells them not to get vaccinated needs to be vaccinated. That is the only way we're going to get through this. And again, I tell anyone, uh, I'll plug it at the end. If you listen to this or you listen to one of these other guys in their production and you have questions about the mandate or you have a, an argument about the, the vaccines and stuff, please come talk to me. I will talk to anybody about this. I don't judge you based on your decisions. I, I don't know if you'll change your mind, but I want to talk it out to you because I think the people fighting back against this don't understand enough of what's happening in the historical context of this to, to make these type of decisions. Man, powerful words, Baka. We appreciate the candor. And excellent points the whole way through. And I think it just shows Kyrie really knows how to start conversations, whether you're a sports fan or not a sports fan. And now as the season tips off, as the Brooklyn Nets begin their season with a huge magnifying glass. And as of this moment, they are the favorites in Vegas to win it all. Uh, plus 225 is the number for them to win it out of the East and win the whole thing. And now it's just going to, and we're most likely, as you said, Bach, going to see it with KD and James Harden leading the team. And we'll see, you know, that as, should be enough, by the way. I mean, well, I know they gave up a lot of depth to get those guys, but well, they, have they got it back. They got yeah. Patty. Well, they got, look, Patty, <laughs> I look, I think Patty is great. I think, I think Cam Thompson is going to be good. I think I think honestly, if they're if if Kyrie's not playing, I think you start Cam Thompson because basically you don't. James Harden is your point guard. Let Cam Thompson play defense and shoot the shit out of the ball, and you you'll be more or less fine. The issue is all these older guys that they got they're they're a little creakier. Um, hey. But I think, I think like, losing. Sorry, I was just going to say. I think losing Jeff Green is going to be a bigger issue than people think too. Why they got Paul Millsap? I'd take Paul Millsap over Jeff Green. <laughs> Yeah, he's not the same player as he was in Utah a few years ago. It's it's fine. Jeff Green is is like I, I still think Millsap is better. And the Lamarcus Aldridge came back. Look, yeah, I, I'm gonna, gonna be that. honest. I, I'm like low key be rooting gone for like that too, though. I I'm like low key rooting for I them know, for that because kidding. he deserves to to get a ring. And Steve Nash is one of the players I believe most deserve to get a ring ever. Um right. unfortunately he played <laughs> yeah. in some pretty uh stacked teams errors, you know, Duncan. Um 
but like, like I'm out of it. The Spurs aren't going to win the title. So <laughs> this is like, this is like semi. It's the same thing. Like when the, the Raptors won a couple of years ago, I was rooting for that team. Kawhi may suck, but Danny Green's a spur for life. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> well, yeah. having said that, it's talking about, you know, surprises. And that was, I mean, that was a, Historically, no, but you know the the Raptors was a surprising. You know, I'll take my chance. So the Raptors winning in 2019 was a surprise, winning the whole thing. Yes, KD got hurt in the finals for Golden State, but who would have thought? Clay. Yep. Yep. So again, who would have thought? So it's part it's part of the game. You know, it happened with Milwaukee last year. Who knows what would happen if KD didn't have big feet? What a mystery. <laughs> Boy, those those sneakers really have to be put in the Hall of Fame. But, well, tell Skip Bayless because he can't let it go. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's not, you know, a, look, let's be clear. Brooke Lopez was trying to throw that game. <laughs> you cannot convince me otherwise that Brooke Lopez was trying, wasn't trying to throw that game at the end. He had the, the, the last inbound play was right up there with JR not understanding the score uh, was tied. It was mm-hmm. it was that poorly played for Brook Lopez. And then he dropped like two or three passes. And then, I mean, granted, he came back, he had a huge swat and then he had the dunk. But like before that play, I thought he was throwing the game because he, you know, he's, he, he was like the third best net at that point. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Well, whether you were improved or expected, it's all about who's going to surprise us. So as a whole, I'm going to ask you guys, who do you think is going to be a big surprise coming out of the West or the East? I want to say hey, we talk about finals the, predictions or just in general, just surprising oh. teams. Who's going to, you know, right. have a much better expected off uh, regular season who might be making a deep playoff push. That's what I'm looking for in surprising teams. You were saying Alex, I was going to ask you guys, I want to talk about the Christmas day slate because I think that's pretty interesting to see the matchups there too. No, cool. I, I don't even know who it is. So I'll give, I'll give you the rundown because I'm looking at it. Uh, we'll start uh, we with that. Yeah, sorry. I, don't, I, I just thought it was a good place to kind of – because everybody talks about it being the start of the season virtually at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, this, is, this is the uh, memorial – today is well, the memorial like day of the summer, and then everything goes on. But, yeah. yes. So uh, right at noon, we got Knicks Hawks in New York. Yeah. We got Celtics Bucks 2.30, Warriors Suns, which will be good. And then the big one, Lakers next eight o'clock, and then Mavericks Jazz ten thirty. So they're all really good matchups. Oh, yeah, but Mavericks Jazz is gonna be good. Yeah, but nobody cares until the third game. Like the Knicks fans care <laughs> because they're on TV, but that's like how relevant is that going to be? Um, mm-hmm. the, the the Celtics. I don't know how good they're going to be. There's a good chance they're not very good this year. Um, I, I I don't. They might be fighting as a bubble team. Um, but it, but again, like if they put up a fight on Christmas Day, right? There's a good chance, like a like these bit. games, there's in more likelihood they're going to be competitive. The the Suns, uh, I think they're targeting Christmas for Clay to come back, so that might be Clay's first game back. It might be, yeah. Um, oh, and good luck having to guard Devin Booker after having not played for two two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, have fun with that. Uh, look, it's I, I look. Those are good games. Um, I I guess nobody cares about Utah at all. Um, I can't believe they stuck they stuck Luca there. They should have had that. They should have had Luca. They should have had Luca play Madison Square Garden on Christmas. Yeah, that well, game I mean, would have been. I, I think with the firepower it was too. It was too KP good to pass, not pass too. up having Lakers Nets. Like you can't not have that. Well, then you should have had that as the nightcap, and then you should have started with with <laughs> Knicks Mavs because then you could have been uh, KP back in the Garden for Christmas. 
Well, it's it's funny because they always do a five game slate, but usually historically, like the most the but the biggest most watched game is usually like the one right around three o'clock. So I'm surprised they didn't put Lakers Nets at three o'clock. Well, the the other thing is the Jazz could have still played somebody. They, you could have done the Jazz Jazz Denver Jazz Clippers Jazz Clippers rematch. Yeah, Jazz Clippers Jazz Denver. Um, you know, one of those uh, Jazz Utah Jazz uh, the Philly. They, the jazz, that's like, look, let's be clear that the nightcap game is obviously has to be the jazz. Like, well, you yeah, but you could, you could have had a um, Mavericks uh, Clippers remix. I would, I would watch that. Yeah. It's just the jazz make it boring. That would have been nice. They don't have the, the pep. You know what they need? They need Gordon Haywood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. Bring, bring him back. Bring him back. Can I talk about a surprise uh, quick? Yes, we'll uh, go under, with there. I, I was thinking of this. Sneaky under uh, under the radar trade, the Utah Jazz trade for Thaddeus Young from the Spurs. I don't know who they're trading, but they need that like kind of bulkier wing to check yeah. some of these bigger scoring guys, and I think he can give you that for a while. Because God bless Royce O'Neal, he's just too fucking small. Um, <laughs> Uh, and 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 Bogdanovich isn't going to do it, but I think Thad Young, you can like you can small ball him as the center, and I think he makes it like a really good fit for that Utah team, either there or in Phoenix, because I want their I want their rookie guy, the guy they drafted last year. Uh, what was his face? Jalen Smith. I want him in San Antonio. He looks uh, nice, yeah. But but to your point, to your point, Buck, they never replaced, they never dealt with um, with uh, Stifle Towers uh, running mate uh, Derek Favors, so. I think that's always been a whole kind of when, when he gets in foul trouble, I think they're really thin inside. So uh, to your point, I think that Young's low key, a nice pickup. Yeah. I think, I think it's probably the, one of the biggest names moved. If, if other than like Simmons, it's, or Bradley, I think Thad Young's probably the biggest guy who gets moved. I don't know who else would even be on the block. <laughs> mm-hmm. Figuratively or literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think that's a good pick a team to consider one team. I think yes. And I'm going to say this. This is a very bold pick, even though people have argued they've downgraded um, in the offseason. I do think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be worth watching. Yes, trading um, Adams away, but to get the 10th overall pick for Zaire Williams, uh, people really think he's going to be a huge standout coming in. It's it's for the future. Yeah. I think they got rid of Grayson Allen. Yeah, so I'll hit that he's going out to um, walking for a twenty million dollar deal. Oh, what a fun player that guy is! But I really <laughs> think the uh, Memphis Grizzlies could be a surprise. I think they could, as long as they get it to the first round. I think um, they're going to be worth looking into coming into this season, and you know, with John Morant just turning into a rising star each and every day. Um, I think the Methodist Grizzlies are going to be a team to really pay attention to. And yes, we're going to put a Knicks bias here, but even at 41 and a half, they're over under. I do think the Knicks, even if Vegas doesn't think they'll improve much, I do think there's something to another year, especially when this Robinson eventually coming back is hopefully he comes back. If Kimba can show any shades of the, his old self, even in a veteran presence, that's going to be a big deal. And I think Julius Radles is hungry who became a real scapegoat after playing awful in the first round against Atlanta. I think this will only prove that he can even get be considered for another max extension down the line. Well, and he has then, to uh, prove that last year wasn't a fluke. Yes. Right. And, and I, I think that's really the contract. issue. Right. Yeah. This isn't truly playing for a contract and, <laughs> um, you know, not to take your point, Alex, but it is true. And, 
This is it. If Julius Randle is the player he's supposed to be, being the true leader of the Knicks, he will succeed. And if not, well, again, where else are we going to go? It couldn't be any worse than the previous 10 years before that. I do think the Knicks are a team that could be surprising. Reckon this is Kevin Knox's year. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't think. I really, I'm I can't annoyed that he's still on the team. Porter Jr. Just <laughs> yeah. Even at the time, he was, what was the benefit? Was, the only thing was that he was at Kentucky. That was the only thing they cared about. And you were saying? Look, no, I agree. Look, the Knicks have a, have a, are a weird team. I think they, they certainly overachieved last year. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, a lot of it has to do with Randall deciding he was going to be like the fifth best player in the NBA for like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see that happening again. Maybe RJ can do better. There, look, they're an interesting team. I think a surprise team is going to be Timberwolves. If Towns is healthy, this is a, a nice team. They're like, uh, yeah. they're like a, a small four. They're a power forward away from being like really dirty. But uh, Jaden McDaniels is really good. Uh, I think town. I think uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be very good. I think um, you know you have some pieces with um, with with Beasley and with uh, Russell that you could possibly flip into Ben Simmons, but really like they're that power forward away. Maybe they trade for Thad Young. You want to give us uh, in somebody for for Thad Young? I Thad Young would be a good pickup for the for the uh, them as well. I still think all these high draft teams are two or three years away. Back, I mean. It'll be interesting. They'll definitely be like much, much see, especially for like NBA, like hardcore fans like we are. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I want to, I want to, I want to throw this back at you, Buck, because I know you definitely, um, you know, study a lot of, um, a lot of the like, the bottom of the playoff standing. How do you think like five through eight shakes out in the West? How do you see it in the packing order? Uh oh, shit! Hold on. Fucking one <laughs> no, I mean, to put so- you on the spot, but you guys can all field that one. <laughs> no, something opened on my. Laptop that wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirty stuff. Anyway, all right. No, <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a uh, just a different program. Hold on, let me make sure. Okay, still streaming. Uh, no, um, we haven't talked about New Orleans, Sacramento. So you know. I think New Orleans is going to be a disappointment. Um, I no. don't know. We don't know when Zion's coming back. Um, I think Brandon Ingram's going to be good. I think Dick Alexander Walker is going to be good. Uh, Valanciunas is going to eat. He's going to be, he's going to have some numbers because there's like no other big, he's going to, he's going to probably average around 15 and 15. Um, I think so. All right, let's see. The five through eight is probably going to be some combination of the Clippers. Memphis. Oh, Bob is paused for the moment, but that should fix itself out. And, um, Okay. <laughs> yeah, we so, got. I mean, we, yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. You got Memphis in there. You got Portland. You got Sacramento. You got um, the Clippers. You know, um, it's a lot of guys fighting for those. Oh, you're back. Go you're ahead, back. man. Oh, that was on. You were paused for ten seconds. Okay. I don't know if you noticed. So we're, we're just, just run it back. How, 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 you said you were talking about the pecking order five through eight in the West. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, I think there's so. The the teams that are probably going to be in there are are uh, the Clippers, and I think Portland's going to end up in there. I think there's a good chance that like Portland and, Portland and Dallas are like the cream of that top. They're like the second layer of guys, and I think they're kind of with Denver, depending on what happens with Porter Jr. Um, but then you have teams like uh, what's what's it called? Um, the Pel- the Grizzlies and the Pelicans are kind of in the same place. Yeah. Um, I think go- I think 
Minnesota, if they're healthy, are kind of on a similar level. And then I think the Kings are a little bit below them. And then there's the weird spot with uh, the Spurs. I think the Spurs are kind of where the Kings are, to, depending on some of their um, – they they have some young guys who can actually, like, do something. I'm very happy with DeJounte Murray. We're not going to be good, but we could possibly be good for our defense. Um, uh, I, that's what I think it is. Because the, the teams that are a lock for the playoffs are Phoenix, Utah, the Lakers, and then probably Denver. Denver. Golden State probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't look. The Golden State thing is probably the biggest wild card. Is what yeah. do you get from Clay? Yep. And how does Draymond bounce back as well? I mean, he's kind of regressed the past few years, but he could still be a glue guy that's going to really put things, you know, make things gel, you know. And remember, Jamal Murray comes back to the Nuggets this year too. So well, not to about uh, the Nuggets this whole time. Listen, <laughs> 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 oh, ma- uh, major sleeper because I was there for Staples last week. Um, don't be surprised or caught off guard by that guy, that wing in Golden State, Descano Anderson. He is a nice – he's a nice player. Wait, Kyle Anderson is in Golden State? Toscano Anderson is. Oh, Toscano Anderson. Yeah, Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson. He's like a 6'6 guy. He's like he's like 200 pounds. He's got a nice wingspan, but he was all over the court. He was he was disrupting a lot of shit. I think, especially if Clay doesn't come back healthy in time, I think he's going to pick up a lot of the minutes. Undrafted out of Marquette, uh, a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of overseas playing, but hey, why not? And he's a he Oakland boy good. too. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, baby. <clears throat> so, okay. What with that too? Now, if we're gonna look <laughs> at the East and seeing how that rolls, especially the top eight, what are you guys thinking um, in terms of seeding in this part at this point? The Hornets underachieved. I think last year was a fluke. Um, okay. Lamelo was better than people thought, like 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 shooting wise, a lot better. Um, I think they lost some depth. Uh, I do like who they drafted. I like Boak Knight, and I, I like Kai Jones a lot. Um, I just think the rest, of, like part of it was Toronto just couldn't get out of their own way, and then other than that, most of the teams got better. I don't think Charlotte got that much better into the sense that they're, I think they're going to be worse than last year. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. And even also with, the Pacers, I don't think the Pacers are going to be good either. I, I, I was looking at this roster earlier uh, when they were in the talks for Ben Simmons. I, it's just uninspiring. <laughs> but they've always been uninspiring. They, they go under the radar, man. They're in the middle of the country. Yeah, but they, I mean, like the question is like, how good is Karis LeVert? Yeah, that's the big wild card there, and his injury issues. I know that and he they extended Brogdon, which was a surprising because I thought he might. If they're going to trade somebody, he would be like a really good pick for a team to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do we I say mean, you're saying? Uh, what's it? I was going to say bars. You want to go? Bars? You mean Matt? Um, <laughs> um. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that was bad. No okay, worries, one no moment. Worries. I was, um, well, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say, like the way I see the order coming down the t- the, the pipeline for the East, I still got Brooklyn holding it, holding it, holding it down in the top seed. I actually got Atlanta number two because I think they're gonna be one of those regular season teams that's just gonna be pedal to the metal. Um, Philadelphia, Knicks, Toronto, Boston, Charlotte, Miami, in some form or fashion. I agree with Bach. Like I, oh, but Jesus, oh my God, <laughs> I yeah, I gotta figure, I gotta figure out 
Milwaukee. Yeah, they're the best team. Hey, well, yeah, maybe no, they I, have an absolutely awful season, and then you'll look right. There's no, there's <laughs> no way they come in after. Are you kidding? They're, they're coming in and they're just gonna roll people. They, they, they are, the they are gonna roll people. The confidence that they're going to have coming in, they're gonna be doing some wacky stuff with like Grayson Allen and yeah. uh, and Rodney Hill. The the confidence that all of these guys have right now. Uh, is just wild on Milwaukee. They're they're the team. They're going. They're probably the team to beat in the East, especially if Kyrie's not coming back. They're the team to beat. No, my bad. I don't know why. I don't know why I omitted them from my order. <laughs> well, no worries. I think one thing. Right I think one team to really watch out for is Atlanta. Who I mean, they manhandled. Obviously, my team. They made a deep run, a really deep run in the playoffs, and then the injury bug hits Trey Young again. Who knows? Again, who knows? Slight improvements in the offseason. I think the Hawks really can make another deep run again. It's solidifying Trey Young, how nice he is. And maybe he's motivated after being admit, omitted from the from the USA team, Olympic team. Did that post with Isaiah Thomas. I think he uh, has a vengeance with him, and he can only inspire that team. And then the coach has a will now be will change from interim to a full-time coach, and Atlanta, I think, is going to be one of the most exciting teams to uh, look out for, and I really yeah, think I like, um, I like their I like their core guy, and I like the the, the young guys that they have playing hard, uh, especially for Nate McMillan. He's everywhere he's been, he's been successful, so I'm not worried about Nate McMillan at all. Yeah, and I'm still got some nice wing guns. Um, big DeAndre Hunter guy, Cam Reddish. I don't know what to make out of him. Uh, he he could be really like. Of their three wing guys, him, Jalen, uh, Jalen Johnson, and 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 Hunter Cam Reddish might be the best one. Um, I but they got they got some depth, like because they they can afford for them to be like okay for a little bit because uh, they they have Gallo, they have Bogdanovich, they can they can afford for them to take a, another two years to develop. Well, luckily too, when you play in division like that, and you play most of those teams there, they, it's a pretty weak division, so that doesn't get really reported as well, but. You know what I mean? Like Miami's not going to be too great. Orlando's not going to be that great. Well, Miami could be good. I think Miami they, had Miami's more likely to be better to be good um, than a whole bunch of teams. I, I'd rather the Miami's going to make the playoffs over the, the Pacers. Uh, oh yeah, I think Indiana's yeah they they've kind of fallen off in my eyes. I think I think too like you're starting to see a little deterioration with Miles Turner. I was big on Miles Turner two years ago. I don't think it's de- deterioration. I just think he doesn't fit on that team with with Sabonis. Well, with Sabonis, yeah. The, 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 schematically, they don't they they don't play well in the. I would t- I would want I would love to have Miles Turner in San Antonio. I well, he, would he would fit really well with like the things San Antonio is missing. We're missing uh, like a four, and we're missing like a true wing. Like I love Keldon Johnson, but my man's is not a, is not a like the the wing that we need. We need Imani Bates. That's really who we need. We need Imani Bates. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, Miles Turner in San Antonio. You want to eat, they want that young back? <laughs> I'll trade that young for anybody at this point. <laughs> that's why we. That's why we got him is to trade him. Uh, give give us some young guys. Uh, we we, we wave Samich, we wave Alfred Camino. We're we're gonna hmm. trade that. Uh, I, because look, the problem with San Antonio is we can't shoot. Like it's just Dougie Big Buckets, and that's it. We have no shooting. Bach. Uh, also, what about pacer. Popovich? Does he last he's, he's this year? One, he's retiring in like one or two years. Uh, there was a report out a couple of days ago that said they expect it within the next two years. And honestly, he's gonna I don't want Manu or Timmy Timmy coaching. I, I think it's either Becky Hammond or one of the other guys. Like, as cool as it would be to have Manu or Timmy to- coaching, they're not head coaches. 
like, <laughs> like it's it's Becky Hammond or it's, it's Derek um, Fisher as a coach. Fuck no! Hey, I'd man. rather have Timmy than Derek Fisher. Hey. Honestly, I thought as a coach, I thought somebody was was getting. <laughs> Uh, it was somebody who was getting Becky Hammond. This I thought the Magic were gonna um, hire. Yeah, or Portland, but not this time. But I bet you, I, I, I bet love you, um, so Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, we'll see how he he transforms that backcourt with Portland. See if uh, he can get Dame to uh, convince to stay. Yeah. Hey, they and, got Larry Nance. That was the best player in that trade, sadly. Can I ask another thing too with? Uh, um, the heat, if it makes a difference, and I just don't know his injury status. But Victor Oladipo still is still technically heat. Twenty nine big quadricep injury. Um, I don't believe he's expected back by the time the season starts, and um, if he'll make an impact or not. Do you think he could be more valuable on another team? What if he went back to the Pacers? I don't know. Uh, or do we think um, we'll sadly forget about Victor Oladipo as time goes on? I don't think he plays this year. I thought he was out the whole season, Mark. You could be right. I'm just getting confirmation from. I, yeah, it looked, I think he if he's healthy, be. he's a good player. If he's healthy, right? He, yeah, but he's only been healthy for like a <laughs> season, and that was like three years ago. Yeah, and he was a monster, but he's just a best abilities availability. He's never healthy. Yeah, it, look, if we're talking a healthy Oladipo, like that, that that on the Pacers Oladipo before he gets hurt, that's a different Heat team. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even that, or even the OKC Oladipo for the one year. Well, that would be the. I think that best case scenario. That's what we're looking at. For yeah, the they're forty. Yeah. They're over yeah. under forty seven and a half. Uh, the, the one over under that really baffles me, even with this news, is the fifty and a half um, uh, Sixers over under. I mean, they really expect this team to be a fifty win team, even with all the mess that's going on. What kind of replacement <laughs> could you even get at the point guard position to even have that type of confidence? But you well, just need a, a point guard. You, they they can stick Tyrese Maxey. The, the the real issue is not what do they do with Ben Simmons. It's how healthy is Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, if he's playing like he did last year, can win you fifty games. <laughs> well, right. I could uh, see. Yeah, no, I think. I, well, I think. It, yeah, I, I think just know. like just like box at it, but I think it's also the fit too because like if if they can just put blinders on to the distraction that Ben Simmons has been thus far. I think that they actually have like a really nice complimentary team that they, they they can kind of feature everybody on that roster kind of the way that Orlando did with Dwight in 2009, mm-hmm. I, 2010, excuse me, as well. I think like you can kind of build your team, you know, around that with, with shooters and 3 and D guys and guys who really want to be there. I mean, because we saw how far they went, even with, with seven games. It's just that there was just so much chaos trying to – figure out the offense, um, you know, and clogging the lane with the two of them. Um, I think as soon as you take Ben Simmons out of, um, out of the equation, I think there's a lot more breathing room for guys to get touches. And we never talk about Tobias Harris, but he's going to be yeah. a huge factor, you know? And, and having Drummond like is not a bad backup to, to Embiid. Like if, if, if you know, he, you'll switch it, you know, the games Embiid takes off, you'll just run more pick and rolls with Drummond and then, uh, Tobias and, uh, I don't, know, I don't even know who else they have to who's really going to score. Well, games. losing Dwight was huge. I'll yeah. tell you that. He was a body. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's solid. I think they'll probably make a move. Um, I don't know what it they is. But it's Daryl Morey, man. He'll always make a move. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, the, the, <laughs> I, I'm talking about something besides yep. um, bes- besides uh, what's his face? Um, besides Ben Simmons. Do we know if Derek House is coming back this year? Because I thought there was something that he might be coming back. Because that would be an interesting. He's on the roster. 
Derek House. Because I know that. That would be a, an interesting <laughs> subplot for him to come back. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll definitely fact check on that really soon. But all in all, this this uh, transitions us to our final point. Who do we think is making it to the conference finals now? So the way I would like to start this conversation, we'll pick our two teams who will be battling out for the East or West. And then we will pick who will win it all in the NBA finals and, you know, pick that rundown. Like for me, I think it will be a Bucks and Nets Easter conference final as cliche as that seems to be. But those teams are the best stacked teams, especially Milwaukee with how complete the team is. Um, there's no doubt that Milwaukee is going to be making a push again. And, and Giannis is going to make sure to prove that that wasn't a fluke finals victory as well. So I do expect us seeing the nets and the Harden KD led nets. And I do think they'll make a move in the middle of the season to help solidify that. But when it goes to those two teams juking it out, I actually think that the nets can defeat the Bucks in a seven game series. I do think it will go to seven, but I expect the nets to make it out of the East. And when it comes to the Western conference, which, you know, is somewhat more open. I actually think the Golden State Warriors will be back in the conference finals with a revitalized clay Draymond. Andrew Wiggins is important to um, the team's story. And I think the Golden State Warriors, you'll be seeing them in the finals, in the conference finals. And then I also expect the Utah Jazz to be playing up against them. Oh, sorry, not the Utah Jazz, the Denver Nuggets with the return of Jamal Murray. And you have, you know, that stacked team over there. We could see what what Jokic is going to pull off and such. And um, let's see if Denver Golden State. And then we'll see a Golden State and Brooklyn Nets NBA Finals which is just amazing to see on paper. A nice Hollywood script. If KD can win his first championship off another team, and if he could pull it off against the Golden State Warriors, that'll be great. My heart would love to see a Lakers and Brooklyn Nets NBA Finals because Russ versus KD NBA Finals is enough to make headlines. You have, again, LeBron trying to... LeBron now... LeBron versus KD switching from the Nets, sorry, from the Cavs and the Warriors. Now the Nets and the Lakers, that's just juicy. But I think the Lakers are going to be underachieving this year. And um, it'll just be beautiful for the LeBron haters, but tough for Bleacher Report and ESPN. So that's what I'm saying. Golden State Warriors, Brooklyn Nets, NBA Finals with the Brooklyn Nets winning in six games. Oh, we start with Dolo with the uh, with where he thinks it's going. Well, honestly, um, I can honestly see the Bucks making a making a run not only to the conference finals but making it all the way. It, listen, if Giannis keeps keeps it up with this jump shot that he's been forming, he'll easily be the best player in the NBA for mm-hmm. sure with a jump shot. Um. I could definitely see him making it there. Um, the Bulls, they got something really good going on. 
it, it might be it might be them two in the conference finals. Um, I, I think uh, I think for the West, uh, yeah, I definitely believe the Lakers are underachieving. Um, uh, for some it's reason, it. I like. My, my bad. Go ahead. I was just saying, Vegas really has them on top of the West, which is baffling. And again, I I, I mean, I, I just double checked five days ago, so. The over under for the Lakers is 53 and a half with four to one odds to win the whole damn thing. They really think this old team's going to win 53 games. No offense, Alex, but I just don't see it coming. Um, but you were saying. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I sort of agree. I don't I don't really I really feel like they should have got Buddy Hill, but I'm I'm getting over that. Um, <laughs> yeah, as far as far as the West, um. I mean, I could see the Lakers getting far, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about conference finals. Um, uh, as far as this, like, I guess I'll just pick like a straight finals. I, I definitely see. Um, wow, it's kind of it's it's it's, it's kind of tough to think about, but um, I think the Nuggets won it back in blood. I think the Nuggets won it back in blood. Um, you know, with Jamal Murray coming back, like you mentioned. And Joe Kick being, you know, the Joker being a Joker, you know, anything's possible. Carter Williams can uh, just rain on people's parades. Yeah. It's COVID. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, now, look, right, if, right. if, if hey, the, the, the mandate could change by then, we'll see. But right. If, if the if the Denver makes the uh, if they're playing Brooklyn in the finals, he can't play. <laughs> that would be ironic. Right. Well, they made exceptions for Braun with COVID protocol. So who knows? It's all I don't oh. know. Mm-hmm. Hey now, <laughs> hey man, yo, <laughs> yo, honestly, man, like, uh, but the Warriors too, man. Like with Clay coming back, I, I really feel like, um, I, I guess it's kind of similar to Matt's, but uh, I see, um, I, I see, I, I, I see. I don't know how cliche this is, but I, I can see, I can see the Bucks, I can see the Bucks and the Warriors finals. Like, um, I feel like that would be crazy. Wow. That would be wild. And hella fun. Hella That's fun. what I'm thinking, honestly. So I'm kind of hope a lot of my predictions are 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 more in like the hope kind of There's a lot in, of faith in people coming back healthy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's well, I mean, so you bet. So hey, <laughs> I think I still I'm sticking to it, but I really think if um the planets align that will team will be dangerous and they're just so well coached you know steve kerr can do no wrong and um you know golden state will make a push so who wants to go next for where they think things are gonna lie oh and sorry one last thing dolo how do you think that series ends four to one four to two seven game series what oh well (laughs) well like i said if giannis keeps up with that jump shot it's gonna be it's going to be a two-peat, I think, for the Bucks, man. I mean, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I, in that series, I, I really don't know how it'd go. I, I give um shit. Oh, my bad for cursing. Uh, oh, no, you uh, could curse. Don't worry. <laughs> cool, cool. We got cool. bars on, man. What we, Wait, have we not cursed on those? It's about the COVID and I didn't curse one time. <laughs> I feel like you didn't, honestly. I'll be honest with you. You're very proper with that. You're very proper with that. Um, I, I'm I not sure. I, I really don't know how that would go. Uh, I say I say four to two bucks. 
All right. Four two bucks warriors. Next, what do you think, Alex? Where do you think this is ending? So, I mean, kind of pick up with the just to disclose on the Warriors thing because I don't have them in the conference finals. But my spoiler, I see them actually making a package deal for Ben Simmons halfway through the season, and I see them taking that next step with or without Clay healthy. That's why I say that. But um, I got LA and Denver in the West. I got Michael Porter Jr. taking a huge step this year. And I got Aaron Gordon finally stepping up for the first time in his career. And I got yeah. Jamal Murray um, coming back healthy and right with Joker on a mission after being bounced way too early, um, you know, exiting the way he did. I think he's salty. I think he wants to come back and prove something this year. I don't um, think so. Yeah, I just I, that's how I see it shaking out. And actually, I got Brooklyn, Atlanta, and I'll explain. I think that Brooklyn, Atlanta. I think what's going to happen is. Brooklyn Atlanta, because I think that Milwaukee is going to have, you know, their, their troubles. They're going to be mailing in some games through the, through the year to kind of play for the, for the marathon, not the sprint. So I think they're going to end up getting around the three or four seed. And I think they're going to be matched up with Brooklyn in the second round and they're going to lose in seven. So I got mm. Brooklyn Atlanta in the conference finals. I got Bro- Brooklyn edging them out in seven games. Um, so I got Brooklyn LA. Brooklyn LA and Brooklyn. What everybody wants. Come on now. And Brooklyn just gets in with the skin of their teeth, winning four to three. Cool stuff. Last but not least, David Block, what are you thinking? Okay, so in the West, I think you guys are being mad disrespectful. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns <laughs> are going to the, the Western Conference Finals. Mm. The Look, they're good last year, but all their young guys are just going to get better, in, at least in theory. Um uh, they they had some nice pickups. They, you know they they figure out what they need to do based on to to replace Darius Arch. Um, I think the other side is is probably the Lakers. I think we're seeing Lakers uh, Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I think you guys are putting a way too much way too much faith that Jamal Murray comes back in in February and he's 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 fully healthy. Usually usually uh, uh, ACL tear is uh, is a two year thing. I think. I think it's Phoenix is good. They're going to be hungry. I think the Lakers, assuming LeBron is healthy, is, are going to be there. Um, assuming health, they still but the, the Lakers go through. Now in the in the East, the best team in the East are the Bucks. We're, we're not. We're pretending Kyrie doesn't exist. We're assuming that that's how it is. The Bucks are the best team. They have, they they've been through it. They've been through the. They you know they 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 know psychologically they can beat Brooklyn. They've done it. I think they're gonna they'll walk around with the swagger, kind of like with the way people describe Dirk after 2011 is basically he just like walked around, just threw his nuts on the table all the time because he had done mm-hmm. it. I think that's the whole Milwaukee team. I think Giannis is just gonna like tear through people in the playoffs because he figured started to figure it out in the end. Um, and I think you know they'll they'll have you know Drew Holiday shooting uh, is is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen and it is incredibly perplexing to watch him play offense. Uh, mm-hmm. But like. I, I think look, they're the best team in the in the, in the East with Sands, Kyrie, and, and the Nets. Um, and I think I think they repeat. And here's why: this is kind of like Golden State's first title year, where a whole lot of teams were dealing with injuries or some shaky stuff. And I don't really think like the the teams that remained healthy, like without Kyrie, I think they can beat the Nets. Um, without Jamal Murray, the the Nuggets aren't going to the finals. Um, Phoenix is the, is the most complete team. I have no faith in Utah until they show us something. And the Lakers, I think they have some flaws. And I, I think the, the, the Bucs are just feeling themselves. 
And I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's too many teams that are like, like the normal title contenders are, are, are just kind of like just a little off this year. I think this is a year where they, they repeat. And then it's probably like three or four years before we see them back in the finals, because it's, this is um, before the hearted trade last year, the, the, the league was basically its most parody. It's been in a while. Yeah. And I think Sands Harden, the team, the league is back at that parody, but a lot of the title contenders have, you know, question marks, uh, Jamal Murray, uh, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving. Yep. The Lakers are old as fuck. Um, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is out for the whole season. Uh, I think, look, I, I honestly think one of the spoilers for Milwaukee could be Toronto. Um, they, I really like Scotty Barnes. I think, I think OG is going to be really good. I think they have the kind of pieces to like mess with their head a little bit and possibly, you know, cause that was the thing about the, the only demon they really didn't exercise was Toronto. Like they obliterated the heat. They went through, like if they had to play Toronto in that, instead of Atlanta, that would have been like, they would have been gold. They would have cruised. I think Toronto yeah, might psychologically still have something on them, but I think the Bucks win again. I, 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 I think, think they're, they're the most complete team and the, their swagger is going to be off the chart. I don't think Toronto has their number without Kawhi though. I mean, you talk about, you know, having, um, you know, different teams in it every year winning. I mean, what does history tell you about teams that lose the finals? They usually don't come back. So I don't see Phoenix making that same, same repeat Antonio to the top. Back. Well, I understand, but that was also in the middle of a dynasty. Like we're talking about turnover every year, different, different. Wait, but why can't we, we there's no, there's no turnover for, for Milwaukee. That's no, I'm saying I'm saying teams that oh, get back. Like well, the reason yeah. I, I'm saying Phoenix is because I don't like the other contenders. Like the only one I truly believe would beat Phoenix is the Lakers, and the Lakers have you know issues. They they have their right. question marks. I, I'm I, those are the teams that I believe are the safest. This is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. I think yeah. the Bucks with the swagger and the Suns actually the internal development will push them ahead. Um, I, I look. Uh, there's a massive wild cards in this. The Ben Simmons wild card. Kawhi yeah. might actually come back this year. I don't think he will. I, but yeah, I think he's going to shut it down. Um, you Clay, whatever we get from Clay is is a wild card. Like there, there's a lot. Uh, you know, there's a lot going but, on um, that that could potentially shift things. But I think right. in the East it's Milwaukee, and in the West, I, I at least think Phoenix is going to make the the conference finals because they they have the, the the drive to do it. I think I think Phoenix could make the conference finals, like, but I just think that history has told us plenty of times that teams that make the finals usually don't return to even the conference finals, if not win the conference finals. Yeah, but we're also assuming like I have to look at it based on the fact that there's so much injury. Like the the wild card spoiler to all of this yeah. is Dallas in the West. It's Dallas. Yeah. Like, like outside of LeBron, Luca's probably what the best player in the East. Like how or in the West, like well, how many players, yeah. like like in a in a matchup of superstars, other than healthy LeBron, how many people are you taking over Luca? None. You saw him maybe, kill it in the Olympics this summer. Maybe maybe you taking Jokic. Maybe Jokic with the right pieces. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So like Dallas, you know, figure out what the hell they get from KP. They're not going to have to like realistically the best thing for them or for like the Grizzlies would be to play the Clippers. The Clippers is like the perfect first round warm up for like half of these teams because they're going to give you a fight because they have you know some veterans and PG could possibly be good for maybe a second playoffs in a row. That would be a first. And then, um, but they're like a team that they're, they're, they're like the grit and grind Grizzlies. They're like the team you need to like yeah. get in your head in shape before you start rolling through teams. Hear that. I hear you on that. Yeah, because you got no faith in Atlanta making a run, though. 
I, I mean, maybe if they catch Brooklyn in the right time, but I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee. Because um, I think I think you raise an interesting point so. the way you were describing Milwaukee. I think them feeling themselves while you guys think it may be a good thing for a championship team coming off a nice run. I think that's a detriment. I think what happens is you you take you you rest guys, you take games for granted, and then when it comes to playoff time, you're not ready. I think that, I don't I don't think they're going to be look unless they catch Atlanta somehow in the first round or Brooklyn in the first round. I I don't think they're they get knocked but, off before that. But like but it, I, the thing with Atlanta is like they know. Like the Bucks, at least instinct, didn't instinctively know. Like we beat them without Giannis. No, I got Giannis you. is going to come back. Again. I got you. And, like, and as you good should... as Atlanta is going to be, and their argument is, oh, we have Trey. Giannis is still better. Right, but what I, what I'm saying is, what what were we saying all year, um, going into March and April when we were preparing for the playoffs? Is how are these? How is the pecking order? How are the matchups themselves in the East going to? play out themselves in the first and second round because that was a big differential with the teams that made it and the teams that didn't and who was ready and not. So what I'm saying is like if they start mailing in games in the regular season, preparing and waiting and getting hungry for the playoffs, they may find themselves in a 3-4 matchup with a team like Brooklyn, be caught in a long first round series and then not be healthy enough for Brooklyn with all their firepower. That's what I'm trying to say. Look, I think the Bucks are going to be a top two seed. Whether the other seed is, is Brooklyn or it's Atlanta, is is irrelevant. I think the Bucks just on the on the ability that they have, just the, the the team they have, they can roll over the team. Like the only other team that would potentially push for a top two seed would be Philly, and we don't yeah. know what Philly is going to look like. Um, I think there's, I think the the Atlanta and and Milwaukee are the steadiest teams, but I think when it comes to the playoffs, having Durant and Harden would overwhelm the teams that don't have Giannis, because at least in Giannis's head, he's got to at least think. I can take Durant one-on-one. Whether he can actually do that, he's aware of himself enough. And it's much easier to check both to check Durant when you can throw – you just have to throw um, Drew Holiday at uh, at uh, James Harden and not James Harden and Kyrie Irving. And you can take reps off Giannis and put P.J. on him. But yeah, and P.J. is not there anymore. You t- oh, you, their, their P.J. replacement is Semi Ildrelet. Yeah, so that's going to be a huge – that's going to be a huge question mark too. Well, because Semi's better offensively, he's a little worse defensively. But I think Giannis has more confidence that he can handle uh, Durant. And I think, look, I think one of the best things that happened to Bud was Giannis going down and him remembering, oh, wait, I have Brooke Lopez, who's actually really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, they, and like, he was an all-star for a while. And and maybe he goes, hey, goes, hey, you remember game, uh, what was it, five, that, uh, that the Brooke Lopez game? He's like, yep. hey, remember game five? Why don't you let me do this to the like the yeah. Nets backup for a quarter? Yeah, hmm. we'll see. I, I, no, like I'm not, I'm not discounting Milwaukee. I think they'll be right there. I just, it feels like one of those years, like when, you know, you, you come off a magical run and you're feeling yourselves, like you find yourself in a predicament in a, in a, in a late in a long first round series, and then you're not healthy with all your legs for the second round, and I think that's going to catch up with them. All right, that's all. And it's going to be a fun run watching the, those two teams and the other 30 besides them. There's so much to look out for. This league is definitely going to look a lot different before the playoffs. But that's why we're here doing. We're going to do NBA shows once a month. Check in for the All-Star game. And like we did last year, we'll check in after each round. And we're going to enjoy this ride together with the Productive Conversations basketball crew. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Alex, tell us where we can find your stuff. Uh, check me out at Instagram, ABRaniello, 
and then check out Going Places for the rest of the year. We're going to be having events and promotions and all kinds of cool stuff all year. So check it out. Much love. Dolo, how about you with your comeback in the podcast world? Well, first off, I'd like to say every time I get up on here with you guys, I learned just that much more. And, you know, it's, 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 you know, part of it is me definitely giving my opinion, but the other half is me learning a lot from y'all. So I definitely appreciate y'all. I'm really glad to see y'all again. Glad to be back doing the NBA show with y'all. Um, word for word podcast is back. It's, yeah, um, it's undergoing, you know, went underwent some maintenance. Um, you're going to see familiar faces. You're going to see some new faces, but, um, for the, for the moment, I'm kind of running the show right now. And, um, yeah, I'm the head of the ship, uh, we're for world podcast. We're back in the, back in the atmosphere, uh, upload reuploads on YouTube every Sunday and Monday. I'm getting on spot. Uh, we're going to get this on Spotify and Apple very, very soon. Shout out to Matt Brown for that, you know, giving some insight and some tips for that. And, um, yeah, a lot of content coming, a lot of content coming for y'all. I'm going to hop on that Twitch soon. Um, uh, Twitch name. I already got a username. I don't know how it goes, but I'm Dolo World one on Twitch. Twitch.tv you know. slash whatever it is. There you go. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Dolo World. You're going to see me pop up on there. And yeah, we're going to have a lot of interesting people on, man. It's going to be a fun year. Let's get it. And Bach, give us an update with Fresh Faces New Ideas. Uh, yeah. So Fresh Faces New Ideas. We good. Um, we, we, we're knocking on the door of 150 followers. Um, I, so right. the way with this is, uh, my schedule is going to change a lot. So the way to find what I do is to follow me on Twitch at fresh faces, new ideas, or to follow me on, on Twitter at faces ideas. Cause that has the link to everything. Uh, I'm going to set my link tree up soon. I also now have a Patreon. Um, you don't get anything for it. Um, because every time I asked my chat what they wanted, they told me nothing. So the answer is you don't get me anything for it. Uh, help support me. Uh, I appreciate if you guys do that. Uh, all the links are there. No, I do. I do uh, political commentary. Um, I, I generally cover whatever's in, in the news. There are some things that I, I don't. I want to talk about a, a, a lot. A lot of the the um, the climate change news kind of scares me uh so I, I i don't really talk about it unless it's good news um <laughs> but most of the time i talk about politics i i i uh i will talk to people whoever it is if you want to come in and have a conversation about a thing um it's sometimes the, the the only caveat to that is if you ask me about a topic that i don't know well enough um this this one guy has asked me to, to be on his panel and the the topic for this week is port is poland that was it like yeah like, we're I'm like what do you mean poland <laughs> uh, the poland <laughs> so, like um <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I don't so, know. like, like, yeah. So it's uh, Twitch.tv slash Fresh Faces New Ideas. It's Twitter at Fresh Faces uh, at Faces Ideas. Um, you can find me on on Instagram. I I don't use it. It's literally just because I I do a couple podcasts. Uh, I go on a couple of them, and they go, "Hey, send this out." Like the the Productive Pod, and then Independent yes. Thoughts. I do his, and they say, "Hey, send it out." And then every week, I'm like, "Oh, wait, I have to go like something because I forgot to do it a week before." Uh, <laughs> but yeah. That's that's where it is. Uh, so come talk to me. Yeah, I do politics. I'll do basketball on stream if more people want to talk uh, basketball on stream. But it's mostly politics. That's why we love you, Buck. Oh, well, there you go. my friends, enjoy what's about to unfold. 
We're going to be with you the whole way through. We'll see you in November to see how the first month unfolds. And let's see if Kyrie and Ben Simmons are on a team official. I mean, well, Kyrie's still on a team, but let's see if uh, they make any moves until then. But Alex Ranelio, Dolo Red, David Bach, thank you so much, gentlemen, for another great preview. And let's enjoy some basketball. Have a great night. Take care. Fellas, Fellas, I'll see you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Have a great night, gentlemen. Huge thumbs up from Dolo, Alex, and David. Great job covering and previewing the NBA season. We love and appreciate all three of you. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdcomoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So this past Wednesday, yesterday, the Productive Conversations Podcast turned one years old. We have been doing this podcast for a full year now. And I want to thank each and every single one of our listeners, subscribers, and fans of the show. I'd like to thank the over 100 amazing guests who've come on the show throughout the first 114 episodes and this past year. And I just, oh my goodness, it's been quite a time as it has been for everyone in this pandemic. And creating this podcast amongst this horrific time period we've all been through, it feels good that a full year is now down and it's been, it's been amazing. So many memories have been made. So many great stories have been told. Lots of laughs, some cries, some powerful real moments. It's been an amazing first year of the show. And again, we couldn't do it without you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for making it all possible. Ryan Page comes on Monday to celebrate the one-year anniversary with me. You know... I mean, we obviously would have done it today or yesterday, but because the NBA tipped off, we and, you know, all other guest logistics and stuff, we just decided that we're going to celebrate on Monday. You know, it's like the kid's birthday party. It's not exactly on your birthday when you're celebrating. It might be a few days before or after, but bottom line, we're celebrating this amazing accomplishment with one of my oldest friends in the world. And we're going to talk about a lot of other good things. We're going to talk about, you know, just some memories in elementary, middle school, high school, college, and now adulthood. We get into a lot of other random topics. This is just me and Ryan sitting down like we were having a beer at a bar. And we're glad that you can join us during this epic conversation as we celebrate the first year of the podcast. So that's on Monday. More great guests are being booked as we speak. We are enjoying the fall. Fuck the Red Sox and the Astros. The Giants do something different. But the Knicks, Knicks basketball is here. The NBA basketball season is starting. And we have nothing but smiles and prosperity to overcome our obstacles and just enjoy this life we have. Even if it sucks a lot of the time. Even if it gives us headaches. We are overcoming the bullshit. 
once and for all. And we're making our dreams come true. If these other lucky people can make it, you can too. And with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And I'll see you here on Monday as we celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Productive Conversations podcast. Love each and every single one of you. See you soon. Peace. All she needed was some...